Yeah, but I believe that once you are truly saved, you are saved. Always say God can keep you because it gives you confidence. It's a good thing because it gives you confidence in God's ability to keep you because he said he's able to keep us. And so I think it's a good thing. Yeah. On the other hand, I think it's not a good, not, uh, it's a dangerous thing because, uh, people that are kind of in between people that have not given their total life to Christ, uh, they'll feel confident in their sin because they'll say, well, you know, we all sin and we all, you know, so they'll continue to sin. I've met so many people that can live like that and think they're okay. And it's because they, uh, have not totally given all because when you give all, you lose everything to keep that all and you're willing to die for this uh, person or whatever you have in your life that you want to remain there you're willing to do all you can to keep that person or keep that relationship all right guys welcome back to divine links ministries i am lee massey and i am da and today we're just going to continue talking about as you heard um once save, always save. It's a really interesting topic, and I know that, uh, like my, my cousin was saying, it's like very a touchy subject, but at, at the same time, it's very, it's a very needed subject to talk about because a lot of people, how the Bible said in the last days, they're going to say, Lord, I prophesied him. Lord, I did this. Lord, I did that. And he can say, I never knew you. And how do they think they were saved? And how do they think they could stand before God with that confidence that they were saved when they weren't? That is a scary thing, and that's a part of that we want to talk about. That if you're, um, when you're once saved, you're truly saved, and I think that's once you when you're totally committed, you're truly committed. Then I believe that that is a true statement. On the other hand, I believe it is a true statement, but you can fall away because you can get into the cares and of this life. Uh, you can get into things of this world, and you can wind up going the opposite way because of false teaching, because teaching that tells you, oh no, you're fine. And uh, the reason why a lot of these teachers are teaching these things is because they are uh, dealing with the same situations and they're feeling like if they can make you believe it as well as they already believe it, then they feel like they're okay. Hmm. That's an interesting thing to say. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to say because I, 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 I'm some, yeah, it's just, I, the once save, always save is really has to be narrowed down to what the Bible says. Exactly. So we got to know what the Bible says about it. So we're just going to go into the word of God. We're going to go quickly through the word of God and just see what God says about it all, because that's the main thing that matters, what the word of God says. So we'll start off with Luke 14, 33. All right. All right. So in Luke 14, 33, he says, uh, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciples. Exactly. A good point. That if you have not forsaken all, you can't be a disciple. If I am uh, married, getting ready, I'm a player, but all of a sudden I find this girl that I really like. I really am, uh, I just really love, I fall in love with, to see her, she's beautiful, she uh, loves God, she handles herself well, I mean, if she just uh, totally just changed my, my world, so my eyes are only on her, all of a sudden, all these other girls are nothing compared to this one person I see, and I'm going to give up everything, I'm going to give all these other girls to, to get to her, and whatever it takes 
believe me, when a guy has somebody uh, uh, on fo- focus, in focus, they they uh, they keep their eyes on them. And when they see that that person does not, you know, want them as well, then they're going to give up everything and say, let's do this, you know, let's get together. Uh, and then they're going to find more about out about her. And then they're going to uh, want to know more about her. They're going to spend time with her, getting to know her, making sure this is a, uh, she's real and that she is uh, going to be committed to him as well. And uh, once they see that, they're ready to make that commitment put the ring on the finger and just really totally commit to that person alone. But if they are a person that's just, well, I want to have feign a reason why they're just going to be, keep a girl on the side, they're not totally committed to that person or that marriage. And that's going to fail. That's not going to last. And that's what God's saying. If you're not totally committed to me, it's not going to last. Exactly. That's so true. Putting it that way. That makes more sense that that a lot of times that we uh, think that we are committed to somebody, but we're going to say, but if somebody else come along, and I've seen people even in marriage, that they'll say, I'm married, but if this or that happen, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to stay in that marriage. If this or that happen, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not talking about uh, small Christians that don't are just weak and don't know, and they haven't been taught. But I think once you've been taught, and once you know, once you know that you know, then you, you, you have to stay committed. You don't just get in something and jump out of it whenever it gets a little warm. No, you stay committed to the very end. You stay, you stay and you work it through. Exactly. You're willing to work through everything to get there. You'll go to counseling. You'll go to uh, uh, family, friends, and just, hey, how do we work this out? Because you want that marriage more than you want anything else. Exactly. And so I think that's the same as a Christian, right? That you're going to want... Um, you're going to want to, to do everything to stay in, the, in that relationship with God. You're going to spend time with them. You're going to pray. You're going to read the Bible. What more can I do? You're going to go to uh, uh, people that love God that, okay, how do I get this? Or how do, what does God say about that? Your thing is you're going to do everything you can to maintain that relationship and let it grow and, 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 and germinate to become what God has called us to be. He wants us to be, he's called us to be, you know, uh, more than conquerors through him who loves us. He, we are more than conquerors. He wants us to realize the power he's given us to overcome every sin and that we're still waddling around in sins that we can't overcome that means we're not totally committed we're committed to the sin more than we are to God and then we can't want then we're wondering why we're not growing why you know things are happening in our lives it's because we're choosing to descend whether we're too more than God you know I mean like if you like I know people that are smoke weed and they say but they're a Christian or they um or they get drunk and they, and they think, but I'm a Christian, you know, um, or they, uh, they, they're just doing all kinds of things and they think they're a Christian and you're looking like, but you're bringing such a reproach to the name of God because you're, it's like you being an ambassador, like we were talking about earlier, being an ambassador of Christ, you're an ambassador. So you're going to another country and everybody's looking at you like, that's how those people live. You know, oh, those, those are those Americans. They're very arrogant. They're very prideful. They're always spending money, you know, and, but they think because you represent a whole country, we represent a Christian and people, that's why Christians are so thought of so badly is because the way we are carrying ourselves, but yet we're saying, Oh, I'm a Christian. 
you know, then you're cursing people, not cursing people, in a certain way cursing people because they're Democrats, all these Democrats or all these Republicans or, you know, we are actually thinking it's okay to be, it's okay to do that. Exactly. A lot of people are thinking it, they have a right to do wrong. It's like never in the Bible do it say you have a right to do wrong. They say, it says if someone is uh, persecuting you, then, you know, somebody slapped you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. You never have a right to fight back. God has said he's going to be the one to fight for it. So, yeah. So we, we we never have a right to do wrong. So, yeah, that you're right. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. It's like, wow. It's like we never have a right to do wrong, and we can't be. And I just see so many people that say they're Christians, but I see them fighting people like, like the world. And, you know, they have their guns loaded, and they're ready to blow somebody's head off, you know. Um, in the, in the name of Jesus, in the name of righteousness. And it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And uh, if you look at Matthew, uh, what is it, Matthew 13, verses 45 and 46, and it talks about how a man found a pearl in a, in a field. And that field, what he did, when he found that pearl of great price in a field, he went and he went back, he sold everything, and he bought the the. Uh, the whole field. He, he wanted the whole thing because he wanted that one pearl, that 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 one thing in that field. Because if he would have taken it out of that field, he would have been um, stealing. So he wanted to do the right thing. He bought the whole field to get that one pearl of great price. And that is God. And that's Jesus. Jesus. He is that pearl of great price that we want to sell every, everything in our life. We want to give it to him and say, here, because uh, I want you more than I want anything else. And I'll, I'll give up everything this this world has to offer for you. And so, if you're really totally committed, you and you're once you've given your life to Christ, once you've tasted that who He is, you don't want nothing else. Nothing else is going to satisfy. Nothing. It's like once you, if you're out there and you're in a desert and you are, you want um, more than anything. You you like uh, you don't have you have had not had water. Let's say you didn't have water for. Uh, uh, for five days, four days, whenever somebody, and you have gold in your hands, you have silver in your hands, you have found everything in that desert, and if somebody come to you with a with a bottle of water, and you are just your mouth is parched, you ready, you want that water, and they say, hey, give me a, uh, give me that gold over there, give me that bag of gold you got, you're gonna give it to them because you want that water more than you want that gold. That water is more of more price than that gold. That gold would not save your life, but that water will. So that water becomes that big thing that of great price. That water is what you need to sustain life. And you're going to give them that water, get that gold to get the water. Exactly. That's good because that water becomes more of more value. So right. That water becomes of more value than, than gold. And I think that's what we have to realize. God is the one that's going to give us life, eternal life. Jesus is the one that said, He's, I've come to give you life, eternal life. Everything else, nothing else matters because gold can't give you life. Nothing in this world can give you life. Only God can. And Jesus said, I did it all for you. And once we, we, we're ready to forsake everything for him, for that, for that water. That is so true. That is so, so true. And um, also, let's see, we, we'll say um, in, um, look at another one, in um, Luke 6, 26. God talked about, uh, 
let's see, 626. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, not because of the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And he told them, he said, labor not for meat which perish, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. So that's the same thing, what you were saying, that you're going to give up everything for God. You're going to give up everything. But they, what they were doing, they were following those people. And these are these people that when we say once, say why, say we're saying that it's a dangerous um, thing to, for them to hear because they're only following God. Why are they following God? The only reason they're following Jesus was because of uh, uh, he, was ma- he was meeting their needs at that time. He was giving them food and, uh, and you know, so they were like, oh, and he said, oh, you, the only reason you're following me is because, uh, not because you saw the miracles, not because you know I'm God, but mainly you're following me because of what you can get from me. And a lot of times people become Christian because of what they can get from God, but not for who he is. And we got to realize we're not, Jesus is not your, uh, I can, I'll get something from him, but then I'll, you know, I'll chill and I'll do what I want to do. I'm still going to have my girlfriend on the side, but I want him too. But I want him too. Uh, he's not going to play the game. You think he's playing the game because he's still meeting your needs because he let the, this, the uh, it says that rain, rains on the just as well as the unjust. So even though you're still getting needs, man, you say, oh God, bless me with that parking spot. I have a parking spot up front. Ooh, God is so good. Oh God, bless me with a uh, hundred dollars. Ooh, God is so good. But you know, you don't realize that it's not a God is going to bless you because he is good. Exactly. That is so true because I've seen people, they're always talking about, well, God is so good. He gave me $50. You know, God is so good. And they don't realize, yeah, God is good. And God do love you. And he's still going to meet needs. Yeah, the sun's going to come up and everybody's going to be warm. Even the sinners, they're going to get warm. You know, they're going to be warmed by that sun. And oh my gosh, the sun is still going to come up and all that. But at the same time, when it comes to the end, are you, are you one that is totally committed to him? Or have you just used him for what you can get from him? Yeah, I got that water, you know. Yeah, I got that. He, he fed us loaves and fishes. But what about the miracle? Oh, I don't care. Man, but, but if you follow him, though, you'll get. And that's what the prosperity message has done to a lot of people. It made them think only follow God because they can get prosperous. Oh, I follow God because I can be prosperous and I can be in, you know, and God's going to give me good health. Yeah, so I'm going to follow God. No, it's more than that, guys. It's more than that. It's about that we have to realize that Jesus came and he died that we might have life and life eternally. And uh, he brought us back to the Father. Jesus came to bring us back to the Father. We, whenever in the Garden of Eden, we got separated. You know, we got separated from God. And then the only way to get back was blood. And that blood with uh, goats and uh, sheep and everything, it would only do it, cover us for a little while, for that year. Then another year, you had to go back and do it again. And Jesus said, I'm going to do it so they don't have to constantly do that. I'm going to die once for all that they will be sealed. And that's what he did. He, Jesus came, died, brought us back to the Father. He died for our sins so we can come back to the Father. Now we have that relationship with God that we can, you know, we can go in and out ourselves. We don't need the priest. We don't need all the, the other things to get to God. We can go straight into the presence of God for ourselves. But we have to realize that of what Jesus did for us, 
And it's like hard for people to understand what he actually did for us. But he has given us life. We were going to be eternal damned forever in hell with the, with the devil and his angels. In hell for eternity. But Jesus came and died that we might have life and have it abundantly while we're here. Exactly. And I, I would give an example would be like, um, and just say you were, uh, you were drowning. You were drowning in an ocean. And uh, and uh, then someone came along to try to uh, pull you out. Uh, you know, all of a sudden a boat came out of nowhere, and you know, they, then you've seen them. They're trying to they're they're throwing a rope and trying to pull you out, and you're trying to uh, hold on to your gold as well as hold on to uh, the rope. And the person up there keeps saying, "Let go of the gold, so you can climb up." And you're like, "No, no, I can't." I don't want to let go of it. I need this gold, you know. And then they're like, "God, let go of the gold, so you, so I can pull you in." And then finally, somebody on the ship jumps down, snatches the gold from you, and pulls you up. And they pull you on up, you know, and lift you up. And like, get on up there, and you get, and you get mad. You're like, "What?" And they're like, "You know what? You know, you, you were gonna die. We had to, somebody had to come down there and get you. You were gonna drown with that gold." And then you find out the person that pulled you up was a billionaire. And he was like, man, I can get you more than that. And uh, you come unto my house, you know, and I will, uh, you can live with us. We'll adopt you. You know, you just say it's, uh, you know, you're only uh, 14 years old. And you go, oh, wow. And then they give you, every, you look and you see, wow, you know, like um, being uh, in a billionaire's home, you have everything you need. You realize, whoa, I was fighting over that goal that, uh, you know, that was worth about uh, a thousand bucks. And I didn't realize, man, what I was gonna, I was gonna drown. And, um, but yet I thought it was worth a lot more when I realized who I, that I have gotten everything I needed and more. And I think that we gotta realize we have a lot to be thankful for. And we have to realize that Jesus did that for us. He, he took us out of that uh, uh, drowning situation and he gave us so much more that we were holding on to that we thought was better than what he had for us. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, because we really don't realize that what he's done for us, we don't realize that, that God, the whole universe, has left everything to, to risk and to die for us that we might have life. He didn't have to, but he chose to because of his love for us. And I think we got to realize that, that what God's love for us has taken us um, further than we would have ever gotten. We would have died in our sins, but... But God, God came along and saved us. So I think we got to realize that and to realize that we can't play games with God. We can't just, um, uh, just like uh, uh, Dave was saying that we can't just like in Luke 6, 26. And he said, no, you just, you just doing that. You're only serving, following me because of what I can do for you. We got to follow him because of who he is. And we got to follow him because of what he's done and that he's taken us out of dark into his light. And not only that, but he's saving us from eternal damnation. And if you want to go the way of eternal damnation, that's not going to be his fault because he did all he could to save us and keep us. But yet we chose, I want this world. This world is so much better when it's not. So guys, just remember that, okay? Remember that God, uh, Jesus said, all who come to me, I will no wise cast out and just know that. Right, and know that um, God loves you and there's nothing he wouldn't do for you, but it's up to you to cultivate and to keep the relationship. Uh, and I'm not saying it's up to you. I mean, 
it's up to you to make sure, let's put it this way, it's, it's up to you to make sure that your foundation is sure. It's up to you to, like he said, examine yourself, whether you're in the faith. And uh, that's, uh, I don't know where that verse is, but I'll uh, put it up in the, in the uh, uh, comments. But okay. All right, guys. So we got to get going and we want you guys to have an awesome day. Yeah, be blessed, guys. And God, we just thank you for this time together. We ask that you please just let people realize and know that your love for them is is amazing and that there's nothing you won't do for us if we totally surrender all to you. That has mean everything to you and allow you to grow us in relationship. So we just bless you. We honor you. We ask you to um, be glorified in us in Jesus' name. All right, guys, have an awesome day. Be blessed. All right, guys, be blessed.